to go through that, to be in that my whole life. I know that there's people that do go through it and still serve God. So I'm not saying it's not possible. God can do it no matter the circumstance. But I truly believe that I was blessed to, to be able to be home with the people that knew the truth and were teaching it to me every day. So, next thing I want to talk to you about is scar I have up here on my forehead. I think I was nine, almost ten when it happened. There was a group of evangelists, uh, free will Baptists, believe it or not, that uh, they go all over the country. They're originally from Wichita, I think. But anyways, they, they'd come out to our place. We owned 20 acres out south of Tulsa at the time. And we, I think it was the second year we did it. Uh, we would, they'd lay out flatbed trailers and we'd have singings and fried chicken, that kind of thing out at our house, hay rides, everything. And the day before the singing, uh, I had gone out with a couple of their sons. They had a couple boys that were probably two or three years older than I was. And we went out to, to ride the horse in the back pasture. And we didn't have any adults with us. My, uh, my mom, I think, was delivering a puppy at the time because she raises dogs. And we thought, well, we'll just go out and we'll go ride the horse. And I, of course, got on and got bucked off. And he kind of caught me on the way down. And 23 stitches later and <laughs> a lot of blood later. <laughs> We were, we were fixed up, so I'm, I'm glad that God was with me that day, even in spite of probably not doing the, doing the right thing, the smartest thing, which we were kids, we didn't know any better, but aren't you glad that God protects you and provides for you even when you don't know? I know at one time my dad was thought to have uh, cancer but again another thing that God magically miraculously cleared up uh, not to make light of that but there's so many other things here that I have to share uh, let's see so most of my high school was good I really liked baseball. That was my favorite. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't really even hardly watch it anymore. But man, I love playing baseball and I love fishing so much. In fact, I, I skipped my senior prom to go fishing. <laughs> Fish were biting good that day. <laughs> but senior year, it wasn't all. It wasn't all good. See, uh, I met a girl. Uh, my senior year that uh, wasn't worth meeting <laughs> and for a couple weeks there was things that I was involved in I wish I wouldn't have been involved in so uh, I thank God that, that only lasted for a few weeks and then he helped draw me out of that 
trap that the, the devil had led me into and that I fell for. Hmm. I'm not really sure where to go next. I've got a lot more here written down, but I don't know. I guess I guess next thing I didn't I didn't really want to come down here. When I went to East Central, went through school there and I'd always thought I'd move back up to Tulsa or go to Oklahoma City and one of my professors said, well, there's a, there's a place down in Ardmore trying to hire. And I thought, oh, I don't want to go to Ardmore. I looked at the little bit about the city. And at the time, I think it was the number one crime per population or something in the state. And I was like, God, you want me to go where? You want me to do what? <laughs> but on the way driving down here for the interview, I just, the Spirit of God came over me, and I just knew that it was where I was supposed to be, and I've really, really enjoyed my time here. It's really been a blessing, and that was even before they offered me the job. I was like, man, this is, this is where I was supposed to go. Luckily, they did, and <laughs> I'm here. Uh, since then, uh, we've had some loss. Courtney's mama died. Uh, that was really hard. It's been it's almost two years now. Yeah. That was hard. One of the hardest things I've ever gone through. I remember a few years before that, my grandpa passed away, and I thought that was bad. I was really close to him, but even though she wasn't my mama, <laughs> it was hard losing Courtney's mom. But in that, I learned that even when you lose something, you got to trust God. Even when things don't go your way, you got to trust God. Oh. This one I know I'm going to cry about. Right after that, we lost Sophia, our little baby that Courtney was carrying. And that was, up to this point anyway, the hardest thing I ever had to go through. There was days that I didn't want anything to do with God anymore. There was days I was done. <laughs> I said, Lord, how could you let this happen? I was so hurt. I was so confused. I was so just messed up. <laughs> but again, I learned to trust God. I learned to just keep going, even when you don't feel like it. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to push through. Sometimes you definitely don't feel like pushing through, but it's going to get better. I can remember another time 
this was kind of a strange, strange time in my life. It was, I may have still been in high school even, that I would go into the church we were going at the time and I would be worshiping God and everybody around me would be just getting touched and ministered to and it seemed like I just couldn't feel the presence of God. I just couldn't experience God the way that I had always experienced him. I just couldn't feel what I'd always felt. It took me a long time to figure it out. I could not understand God. I'm not doing anything different. Why? Why, God? I started to get a little upset at him. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's okay to ask God why. Just make sure you listen after you do. We don't, uh, we don't ask him why and then think, oh, well, I'll figure it out myself. <laughs> the problem was I was seeking the effect of what God did. I was seeking that feeling. I was seeking that uplifting just awesomeness that I'm sure we've all experienced. I wasn't seeking God and who he is, what he does. I was, I was wanting that buzz. <laughs> yeah. I was wanting that effect. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest learning experiences that I've had so far. So we need to be seeking him, not what he can do for us, but him. Yeah. Huh. So I want us to remember that uh, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, your testimony, that's how things get done. That's how things happen. From the beginning, God spoke and stuff happened. If we don't speak into a situation, it's probably not going to happen. If we don't take authority... If we don't operate in that dominion that God gave us, that Jesus gave us back when he died on that cross through that blood, that's the other part of that, it's probably not going to happen. So, I want to share another brief little tidbit while I was going to, well, I won't tell you where it is. There was another church I went to, but there was a girl there that she was so afraid of what she had done in the past, how she had behaved, or what she had done that she just couldn't operate or do some of the things that the other kids in our youth group were doing. She wasn't as open and as active, even though we all thought that she was a good Christian person, and she was. That's the only evidence that the rest of us had seen was her as a Christian. But evidently she wasn't before. And for the longest time it held her back and doing things was afraid of talking about or um, even admitting to things she had done before. And I never heard her story, but I know from 
uh, a word that I was supposed to give to her one time that this is what was holding her back, but she just had to let go of some of the things she had done in the past. So don't let, don't let something you've done before cancel out what you need to be doing now. Don't let a bad thing you did hold back good that you can still do. So I just want to encourage you tonight to tell your story. It was back May, late April. Every year, me and my dad and a group of guys that we've gone to church with in the past all get together and we go out and go camping in Arkansas for a few days. There were some boys there that, a little younger than me, that I kind of shared the same thought that I'm about to tell you with. Basically, don't be afraid to tell your story. Nobody knows it the way that you do. Nobody's experienced it but you. Who's going to tell if you don't? Don't be afraid of messing it up or misspeaking or maybe you leave a part out that you thought later, well, I should have told them this. Maybe it would have helped. God knows what you need to share. He knows what needs to be said. And his Holy Spirit fills in the gaps better than anything we could think of. So the reason that uh, I was trying to get a second microphone earlier is I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to maybe share a little bit of something that God's done for you. Uh, we may not... Uh, there's not very many of us here. We may not need a microphone if you'll speak loudly, but if, uh, if anyone would like to, you don't have to go in depth or tell everything or just tell what the Holy Spirit's put on your heart. Is there anybody that would like to do that? to India, um, the Lord laid on my 
there two years, and when it was time to go home, I was praying and praying and praying, saying, Lord, what about my babies? You know, you know, you had me start this, but somebody needs to take this over. What's going to happen to my babies? And, of course, they weren't actually babies. They're teenagers, not teenagers, but elementary age kids. And um, uh, just a month before I left to come home, um, we found out that there was a brand new um, aging agency called Cry of India that had started where they have, um, you know, where you can like adopt a kid at the school and pay $25, $30 a month or whatever. And But they had been working in Calcutta, and I was a long ways away from there. But um, And they had come out and taken pictures, but they said it could be another year or so. Well, a church that the uh, call, the girl who was doing it, um, on a Sunday afternoon saying, hey, our missionary that was supposed to come tonight got sick or something, can you come present the need of a school? Well, she just happened to have been working on our school printing brochures. So she grabbed those up and hit the door, and it was the only time, at least up until that point, that this happened, but that church picked up every single kid in the entire school. We're talking about a hundred kids, all in one service, and so they get a full, they have a full hot lunch every day and everything, and it's still going on to this day some years later. God's faithful. He's faithful. You step out in faith and do what he's called you to do, he'll take care of the rest. Yes, he will. Every time. Yeah. Anybody else?
times growing up, I heard my parents say, it doesn't make sense. We got more money going out than it's coming in. <laughs> There's yeah. still money left over at the end of the month. Yeah. I got more bills than there is that we make, but it was always enough. said about the machine not working reminded me of one I was real real little but there was a car that had broke down on my parents and I was probably five six years old maybe and I just went and prayed for the car and it worked <laughs> never had a problem with it again so if we could just uh, believe like that uh, childlike faith just go pray for it <laughs> God will fix the situation. Yeah. Well, if nobody else has anything they'd like to share, I have uh, one last uh, one last story I want to share. Uh, it actually happened to my mom. It's probably the story that I've been told that's touched me the most. Uh, and it means more to me now that uh, I've lost some. Now that I've had a child that was miscarried and there was an outreach program at that same church in Tulsa that my dad worked at where they would go out into the homeless shelters and uh, try to get people to come to church feed them all so on and there was this one guy at this uh, event they went to or this shelter they went to one time that just smelled horrible. Like, standing across the room, as far away as I am from most of you out there, you could just smell how awful this guy was. And I didn't smell it myself, but the way that my mom has described it, it's just unbearable, the smell. I think of it kind of like I used to work at a meat processing plant. I cleaned some of the equipment for one of my uncles. And man, that place could stink so bad. Especially if he had just done the gutting. <laughs> Whoo, man. Talk about some stench. Well, I imagine that that's, that's what this guy smelled like. And they were out talking to people about Jesus, inviting them to church, and nobody was getting anywhere near this guy, except mostly because of how he smelled what his appearance wasn't good either uh, poor hygiene in all forms and it was just because of the hand he'd been dealt I guess he wasn't as fortunate as all of us are but uh, at this time my mom had already had some miscarriages and she was sitting there looking at this man trying to decide to go over and talk to him or not. And God spoke to her and said, Tam, that's her name, Tam, that's a miscarriage about to happen. That's somebody that I'm never going to get to hold. Now that I've lost a child of my own, that hits me even harder. There's people out there that don't know about Jesus. And no matter what condition they're in, it's our job to tell them. So I'd encourage you, no matter, no matter who it is, share your story like only you can. The Holy Spirit will fill in the gaps.
He'll do his work and he'll work on their heart. The word says that it's the spirit that draws them in anyway. Your word is, <laughs> your word's there to help and to encourage, but it's God that does the work. Oh, Lord, thank you for tonight. Um, I'm going to pray, and Alan, if you could put a song on here in just a second. I want to invite you guys to a time of prayer that, uh, that we would pray for boldness to tell our story, that we would pray that God would bring up stories for us to tell that he would give us the opportunities to tell them and I pray that we would take those opportunities when they come so Lord thank you for tonight and I just ask you to touch each and every person here Lord I just I thank you for the many miracles and wonderful things you've done in each of our lives Father God, I just ask that we would all seek opportunity and, Lord, that you would empower us to tell our story. 